Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. 65 days and also give you extra stuff for monies i'm julia i'm anthony i'm tom and i'd like to say we also give you great things for thanksgiving because we're thankful for our listeners so we were close to 2,000 downloads last week you guys were a big part of that so thank you we're pretty excited about how the podcast is growing and that uh, we're going to share this holiday season with all of you. Well, we are super happy to be back celebrating Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this when it drops, you'll be doing exactly that same thing. You're looking forward to all the festivities. And we're choosing to celebrate Thanksgiving this year with the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Arguably the best holiday-themed episodes Friends had. Which is kind of fun and quirky that they, they hit Thanksgiving harder than Christmas. We did the Christmas episodes of Friends and I feel like we were all kind of disappointed and mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to not being disappointed tonight. Well, let's jump into it because there's a crap ton of these to cover. <laughs> there's a lot of Thanksgiving episodes. So just a quick additional rundown of Friends for those who've not listened to it. Um, we want to give credit where credit is due. Friends was directed and written by David Crane and Marta Kaufman, arguably the most famous thing they've done. Um, our regular cast members are reprising their roles. Ross, Rachel, Chandler, Monica, Joey, and Phoebe are back. Um, thank goodness, because... If we didn't have them, we wouldn't have friends. Um, We do have some of these episodes with some awesome guest stars. We're going to deal with them as we get to the episode. So let's kick it off with our first episode. We're going to start with season one and go to season 10. So 1994, season one, episode nine is the one where underdog gets away. The gang's plans for Thanksgiving go awry after they get locked out of Monica and Rachel's apartment. So what really struck me about this episode was, and I guess because when I go back to watch Friends, I don't really watch the first one or two seasons. I <laughs> Peak Friends for me, I've mentioned before, is like three to like eight-ish. But what struck me at this one, because I'm usually watching the ones in the middle and towards the end is, it's, it's funny to me in this one, this is the first Thanksgiving they all spend together and they're all pretty bummed that they don't have their regular plans and then yet they turn it into their annual tradition and do it every year despite that and I like that. So I did too. I liked that this was the jumping off point for so many of the themes that we carry throughout all of the other Thanksgivings. Like if you jump into the show late, you Chandler hates Thanksgiving, but you kind of don't know why. Um, from the get-go here, season one, Chandler hates Thanksgiving. <laughs> it comes up every single Thanksgiving episode afterwards. You also have Monica being in charge of Thanksgiving, which comes up every other Thanksgiving afterwards. So I really appreciate that that they did that. They put so much effort into the first one and that they were smart enough to grow on that every single 
season afterwards. So Chandler hates Thanksgiving. Just as a little bit of background for those of you who have not seen the show. Chandler More turkey, hates- Mr. Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> He uh, he refuses to partake in Thanksgiving. He doesn't eat the food. He doesn't celebrate, you know, in a standard way anybody else does. But he is always with these friends at Thanksgiving time. And it's because in the middle of a bite of pumpkin pie, his parents decided to announce they were getting a divorce. So he has bad associations with Thanksgiving every year. So his standard food is tomato soup, goldfish crackers, and mac and cheese mac and cheese and a grilled cheese in this one there was also grilled cheeses but yeah well that's just because grilled grilled cheese and tomato soup go hand in hand that's That's what i had for lunch today at work really you dunk yeah i went to panera on my break i don't like tomato soup it tastes like dirt Mm -hmm. oh i love it i love it it has to be made right Additionally, we have Rachel's problem in this episode is she's trying to get home for the family ski trip, except she's having to foot the bill this year and she's a terrible waitress. And so her storyline is that she's trying to get all of her extra money so she can go home and ski. Um, and then we have Gunther. Jeff- it's not no, Gunther. It's not Gunther. It's, it's Willie from Alf. From Alf. Yes. <laughs> he's ready to pass that torch to Gunther to make sure that Rachel knows she's a terrible waitress. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in later episodes, too, even though you never see this guy again, Gunther still refers to another person higher up than him. Yeah, that's what I wondered if this was like the skip level, mm-hmm. Gunther. The other storyline we have going on is that Joey is doing some modeling for the city's free clinic and does not realize until it's up and around (laughs) he's become the poster boy for venereal diseases. So he's been ostracized by his family. So all of these things come together to create our friend's first Thanksgiving. Chandler doesn't want to do anything for Thanksgiving, so he's just there already. Rachel ends up getting locked out of the apartment, misses her flight, so she's stuck there for Thanksgiving. Joey's family doesn't want to see him because they think he has a VD, and he is stuck there for Thanksgiving. And Ross is just there already, if I remember correctly. He's depressed because it's the first year his parents are going away and not having it. So he's like, that's right. He's like your typical, like, college kid who wants to come home for the holidays and the parents are going away and he's like oh i'm I'm so depressed (laughs) which is what brings monica into into creating the feast right and she's trying to do for everybody what is thanksgiving to them so she ends up making three different kinds of potatoes (laughs) and all of this and it's the whole overworked monica nobody helps story that we see repeated a whole lot side question here for you guys Mm-hmm. What potato dishes do you guys have at Thanksgiving? Mashed potatoes with, with or without, without lumps. lumps. Rip. <laughs> I don't care. Just lots of butter. <laughs> Me too. Um, sweet potatoes. And then sweet potatoes. Yeah. Although I never had sweet potatoes growing up. That's been a since I've been married dish. What about you, Tom? How do y'all, how do, y'all do your sweet potatoes for Thanksgiving? I don't know. They're My- sliced with butter and sugar, probably. I don't know. It's not the marshmallow. Okay. That's what I had as a kid, but now I just roast little, uh, cut them into little cubes and roast them. Yeah, that's how I would prefer. Mm. 
I'm getting excited already for the food. Did I, tell, did I tell this story on the main podcast around Thanksgiving last year about the time me and Sarah threw Friendsgiving? Our one f- in one England one. when you were overseas? No. No, here Mm-mm. for our friends here two years ago. Oh, do so share. I'll take a little detour. So we have Friendsgiving. It's very nice. We have the tables out. So one time I decorated for fall before Christmas. You know, we made we we basically made the turkey, the gravy the cranberry sauce and everyone else brought a dish, whether it's mashed potatoes, whatever. And it was lovely. We had a bunch of desserts and everything. But so you know how you're not supposed to run a hot plate under cold water because it's going to crack that plate. Yeah. So my, my mother lent me this Thanksgiving serving dish she got from her father. Oh, you know. oh no. And, no. You know, she, she jokingly warned, jokingly warned when she gave it to us, don't break it. So I put it in the sink after it's cleared of everything, but it's still warm. It gets cold. Sarah doesn't realize that I had screwed that up. So she picks it up, shatters completely in her hands. So she's standing in the kitchen, the plate's all over the thing. She's bleeding <laughs> everywhere. And I'm just standing oh. there like... I'm just standing there, and I'm like, was that my mom's dish? And Sarah freaks out because she's bleeding that, because that was my first question. So she goes into the bathroom, and she's in there for, like, a really long time. So I think she's sulking. And one of our friends says, like, you should go check on her. I'm like, I'm sorry, whatever. So I open the door. She's passed out on the floor. Oh, my gosh. But, like... Our bathroom is not that big. So, like, the way she kind of, like, passed out is in a half upright position. And I didn't know this at the time, but I was informed later on, which I'll get to, that if you don't pass out flat, it could send out random body spasms. So it looks like you're seizing. So I walk in, and it looks like she's seizing. So we call 911. <laughs> she wakes up before the ambulance gets here. And she's, like, upset we call the ambulance. She's fine. It, but whatever. They still come. They show up with a cop. And here I'm thinking, oh, a bunch of late 20-year-olds, early 30s. I think we're just going to be drunk. And, like, but no, we weren't. None of of us were the cop questions us the ambulance you know clean her up it, she just passed out the sight of blood i guess she can't handle it anyway the ambulance leaves and the next thing i know a few minutes later i see on facebook so my aunt lives like three buildings down she sees what is going on on such and such street tonight uh, i see an ambulance pull up go into a house they come out one of them slips on ice, breaks their leg outside on the way out of the house. So, so, so I felt so bad. And I was commenting. Oh my on gosh. Her, I commented on her status. I was like, oh my God, they were here for Sarah. She didn't need it in the end. But uh, yeah, that was the story of our one and only Friendsgiving, which was eventful. Wow. It sounds very possible you could have pulled a Chandler after that and been like, I'm done with Thanksgiving. (laughs) Needless to say that uh, Sarah got out of dish duty that evening and after all my friends left, I was left doing all the dishes. Oh my gosh. That's wild. really hard to be you, Anthony. (laughs) Out of the story, my sympathies are for you. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> we have some friends who do a uh, Friendsgiving every year, and we love it. It's just Sunday, actually. So actually, that's my question for you guys real quick. Not an age thing. It's just I don't remember time pre-Friends because I was so young. Was Friendsgiving a day before Friends, or did Friends spawn that? I have no way of knowing the answer to that question. I don't know how old you think I am, but I'm okay, not that I old. I did not mean that. As <laughs> I'm not that old. Um, Friends was still a deal when we were young. It started when we were in middle school. So that's just curious. Sometimes it's a good question. I mean, if there are question. any listeners out there who might know the answer, we'd love to know. I've never participated in a Friendsgiving. Oh, they're so much fun. Oh, they sound like a blast. Um, I would invite you to one, but you wouldn't come. Yeah, probably not. But thanks for the invite. <laughs> uh, Tom, I swear, at this rate, she's going to fly to New York and meet me before she sees you. <laughs> her and her family are going to come to New York at Christmas one year to visit the tree, and I'm going to meet up with her then. <laughs> I mean, I'm a living embodiment of that sweatshirt that says something like, if you invite me somewhere, don't expect me to come, but I still want to be invited. <laughs> So this one we do, we get introduced to like that running gag. And I, I, so I can't wait till we get to season five. There it is. Yeah. Season five, episode eight, um, where, (laughs) where we, we get to actually see Chandler learn. (laughs) <laughs> his parents are getting divorced and i honestly can't believe i laugh at a child's entire world getting destroyed like that but it was really funny <laughs> more turkey Mr. Um, <laughs> so this one i did i had never noticed before because like you anthony i didn't go back and watch the first one this isn't the same like i didn't realize carol's job hopped around like mm-hmm. we don't have carol a carol what <laughs> Carol hops like the the characters like they hop around like it's different carols throughout the season. But oh. I didn't realize that until today. I appreciate the very New York storyline in this with that where they kind of incorporate the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade into it by having the balloon get yeah. away and fly over the city. I wish we could have seen like it, it but I'll excuse it. <laughs> it's funny because they had talked about the balloon getting away before this episode, which is really funny to me. Like before it actually happened, or well, you know, happened in this context. Well, so I I, I like. And this is echoed in lots of different episodes, but particularly in the holiday ones. I like that all of the friends are at odds and Mm -hmm. they have a moment that brings them all together. And it's Ugly Naked Guy, which I can appreciate. Ugly Naked Guy is an early, early friends character who disappears kind of midway through. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He dies, right? No, he moves. He moved. (laughs) So that's one of my favorite episodes because Ross is trying to bribe him and he's like, I sent over a little box of muffins. I know it's not ethical. And then they look they look through the window and they see an arcade machine and a pink <laughs> <laughs> So then he ends up going over to hang out with the naked and that's how he seals it. <laughs> that's right. I like I like that when they kept that when they discussed the, the, all of the references to them seeing back and forth between the apartments too, even after mm-hmm. Ugly naked guy is gone. I like that they kept that that gag going. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ugly naked guy has an ugly naked girl with him. Or I guess they don't. They they don't necessarily say ugly naked girl, but they say naked girl, right? They may have said. Oh, ugly. They said ugly naked girl. They yeah, did they say ugly naked, naked girl. girl. Yep. Yep. Um, and I like There's, that Phoebe makes some comment about, oh, isn't that nice that he has somebody this time of year? And that's at the moment when they kind of look around. They're like, okay, you know, we, we think we're in misery, but we're not. We're surrounded by friends and we all love each other. And, and I liked that. So, Chandler and Monica had a moment there. Yes. Did they? They did. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. They were going to, this was part of the plan all along. Oh, I didn't look at them. I was looking at Phoebe or somebody. We talked about during the that during the Christmas episode how it's really funny they never had an intention to put Chandler and Monica together until they saw the reaction to them sleeping together at Rossett's wedding. And mm-hmm. it's really funny in retrospect that the seeds were planted throughout, even though they didn't intend it. It just kind of naturally yeah. happened. But you can definitely see it. It was it, it, something was building chemistry with the characters that would make it uh, reality mm-hmm. later. Can I, I, say I will say, quote? I've been waiting this whole time. Can I please say my favorite quote? Wait, yeah. I have one more last thing to say uh, overall about the episode. Okay. This is not my favorite because I don't really, well, but again, it was an earlier season and I don't much care for season one. But I also am not a fan of selfish Rachel and I felt she was very prissy Rachel. Oh, yeah. So, this That's Rachel, but, 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 but. We know that this is how Rachel was. I mean, just as we get later and we see, and Brad Pitt comes and interacts, this Rachel aligns with the Rachel he was discussing and he remembered quite well. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Like, I like, yeah, that's why I like later Rachel's, where she's actually helping Monica cook and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, Tom, what's your favorite quote this episode? <laughs> I loved it when Ross went to Carol and Susan's apartment and he's like awkwardly looking around and Susan's there and he's like, wow, you guys, you guys sure have a lot of books about being a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> and Susan responds, well, you know, you have to take a course, otherwise they don't let you do it. <laughs> I love when Chandler runs into the apartment and he's like, the most unbelievable thing has happened. Underdog's gotten away. And Joey's like, the balloon? And Chandler's like, no, no, the actual cartoon character. Of course, the balloon. <laughs> I'm going to go for the mushy one. There's not a ton of favorite quotes for me in this one. Um, but I like when that Chandler's the character that's like, you know what? He says, I know this is not the kind of Thanksgiving all of you had planned. But for me, this has been really great. You know, I think just because it didn't involve divorce and projectile vomiting. Anyways, I was just thinking, I mean, if you'd gone to Vail and if you'd guys been with your family and if you didn't have syphilis and stuff, we wouldn't all be together, you know? So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm very thankful that all of your Thanksgiving sucked. <laughs> now, like, oh, that's so sweet. Ross goes, and hey, here's to a lousy Christmas. And Rachel says, and a crappy new year. <laughs> that was like really that. funny. I li- it felt very friends. I like everywhere we see them out when they're out in public. Every time they're going anywhere, we see the uh, Joey Syphilis ad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like everywhere. I like when... Ross is complaining. He's depressed that his parents aren't having Thanksgiving. And he says, I don't know. It's just it's just not the same without mom in the kitchen. And Monica's like, all right, that's it. You know what? Just get out of my way and stop moping. And Ross is like, that's closer. <laughs> yeah, I like that part too. I love their parents, by the way. Jack oh, yes. And I can't wait till the Thanksgiving episode where they're there for it. Yes. <laughs> After Monica had already you know, said she was making these lumpy potatoes for Ross. Joey's like, hey, Mon, I have a question. I don't see any tater tots. She's like, that's not a question. (laughs) Let's give this a ranking. So, Anthony, one out of ten, where would you put this episode? Going to give this a four. Five. I give it a 9.2. This is one of my favorites. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that gives it an average of 6.07. So the next Thanksgiving episode 
1996. It was season three, episode nine, the one with the football. And the synopsis was an old sibling rivalry between Monica and Ross resurfaces and postpones Thanksgiving dinner when the gang decides to play a game of touch football. <laughs> Guys, I love this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monica and Ross in their, uh, in their environment, isn't it? <laughs> Gotta love the Geller Cup, guys. Is that a troll man to a board? So this one is Chandler post-Janice breakup. So he's dealing with missing Janice and trying to figure out where to go from there. Monica's making Thanksgiving. Rachel and Ross are together in this one. This is them dating. And uh, Joey and Phoebe are there. Like this, right. this, this episode Joey. doesn't have this episode doesn't have a lot of uh, subplots. It's really all of them together just playing football. Really. Well, we, we've got the subplot of Joey and Chandler going after Miss uh, Dutch, and then Ross and Monica's rivalry. But really, yep. like the others, just they're there to play football and add comedy to yep. the other two stars. Yep. And I like this one because it's really not in the apartment. It's really not Central Perk. It's just in a field, a little park. And that was a nice change of scenery for friends because they didn't do that often. Didn't do that much. Do we even see the meal? Yes, they're eating yes. at the end. Yep. Except for minus, Monica and Ross. Yeah, minus Ra- Monica and Ross. You see them, yeah, eating at the end. So this one is not heavy on the food <laughs> like a lot of the other ones are, which bums me out a little bit. Can I jump in with one of my favorite quotes? <laughs> yeah, we might need to on this one because it really is just a football game. Yep. So I love when Rachel's like, do you want to play football? And Ross is like, um, Monica and I aren't supposed to play football. <laughs> and, Joey, and Joey says, says who, your mom? And they're like, yeah. yeah. And Monica's like, well, every, every Thanksgiving, um, we used to have a touch football game called the Geller Cup Bowl. The Geller Bowl. And Chandler's like, no, no, no. You say that proudly. <laughs> <laughs> They're the biggest dorks. They really are. Oh, They're such, and they are really such dorks in this one. Um, I do like the quote <laughs> at the beginning where Monica says, losers walk, and Ross goes, losers talk, and Chandler says, no, no, actually, losers rhyme. <laughs> calls them on their crap it reminds me so much of we covered in our christmas episodes the one with the dance when they recorded uh-huh. rock and eve and how dorky they are yeah. as brother and sister so this made me think of that one a lot 100 <laughs> percent i'm right there with you that's all i thought about throughout this entire episode i really liked it when we we see Rachel helping in the kitchen, right? She's doing the sweet potatoes with the with the marshmallows on top, mm-hmm. and uh, Monica tells her, um, "Rachel, you want to put them on marshmallows in a, in concentric circles." And Rachel says, "No, Mon, you want to put them in concentric concentric circles. I want to do this." And she puts a marshmallow <laughs> up her nose. <laughs> I like when again the conversation where they're revealing this little aspect of their childhood, <laughs> and. Rachel asks, um, there is a Geller Cup? And Ross is like, yes, it was the trophy you got if you won the game. But our dad said, nobody won that game. And he was sick of her fighting. So he took the trophy and, and it looks like he has tears in his eyes. He pauses <laughs> and he's like, he threw it in the lake. And Chandler just goes, and was the curse lifted? And Ross goes, that's when our mom said we were never to play football ever again. <laughs> 
the game, <laughs> Rachel's terrible in the game. Phoebe is surprisingly okay. Um, you would expect Ross and Chandler and Monica and Joey to be fairly good football players. Um, they end up switching teams, girls versus boys later on, because Monica is killing it. And she gets all mouthy like she usually does. And she's like, I could beat your team if I give you even my best player. You could take Joey and I could beat you. And of course, <laughs> this the score comes back up to where there's just a one-point difference. And the end of the footballing is with Ross and Monica grabbing the ball because possession issue would come into play after Rachel thought she'd scored a touchdown. Everybody else goes inside to eat. So the, the bowl is never resolved. Mm-mm. The trophy is never handed. <laughs> to even, Ra- even though Rachel doesn't score the touchdown though, that was still a heartwarming moment when she caught the ball, right? It was, I like the natural music from the natural yeah. the background mm-hmm. was a nice touch. I could appreciate that. I was glad that she did. Um, I was too. That's all she wanted throughout the whole game was just to be included and nobody would let her do anything. Like when they're in the huddle and she's like, I just feel like I keep running out there and coming back for the huddle. And Chandler says, or Ross says, well, do you want to stay out? Just stay out there. (laughs) (laughs) There's some great physical comedy in this one when they're actually playing and hopping Mm -hmm. around and yeah. And Monica drills Chandler and tackles him hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> touch football <laughs> Chandler um, is on point in this episode though he's on point all the time but he really is yeah he's extra sarcastic in this one um, I like so my favorite quote is actually the post credit section um, with Rachel and Phoebe and Chandler sitting there talking while they're eating because I've felt exactly the same way so Rachel and Phoebe and Chandler are talking Rachel goes maybe there's some kind of league <laughs> we can join and Phoebe's like isn't there a national football league or something and Chandler's like yeah but they only play on Sunday and Monday nights and Rachel goes oh shoot I work Monday nights (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not good at football shockingly enough but I have so much fun when I play whether I'm super awesome or terrible and so it was funny to me because I know that feeling like Rachel was awful the entire time but she still had fun I think that's the Mm -hmm. glory of the Thanksgiving football game Mm -hmm. Um, it made me think of Pete's Christmas from our last episode uh, with the football game they play every Christmas. How, um, how dare you compare the amazing show that is Friends to Pete's Christmas? How dare you? <laughs> I love when they're going outside to play for the first time. After Ross and Monica have a little huddle to, to, <laughs> to be amongst themselves or that they should, Ross is like, all right, we're going to play. And Chandler's like, wait a minute though. How are we going to get there, though? Because mom won't let me cross the street. <laughs> I, like, I like when they're picking teams and everybody gets picked and then we're left with Rachel. And at the end, I don't have this one written down, but I know Ross said, uh, I'll pick, I'll take Rachel. And she says, no, you won't take me. You're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was me. I was never picked for things in school until eighth grade i lost weight and somehow magically became really athletic and could kick amazingly and i was suddenly picked for everything and so still young tom was sitting there feeling for rachel like even among her friends she's the last pick and that made me sad 
Oh, poor Rachel. I did like the throwaway Monica Chandler quote where Monica's like, okay, we have to pick captains. And Chandler goes, and then to Niels. (laughs) (laughs) I love the, I love the subplot with Joey and Chandler, especially when they actually start competing for the girl. (laughs) Chandler just decides to make Joey look like an idiot. And he's like, hold on a second, Joe. Where do Dutch people come from? Uh, well, the Pennsylvania Dutch come from Pennsylvania. And Chandler's like, and the uh, other Dutch people, they come from somewhere near the Netherlands, right? And Joey's like, nice try. See, the Netherlands is this make-believe place where Peter Pan and Tinkerbell come from. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that got me, I didn't, I, I didn't think about how these feel like they're from a completely different time, right? Little thing, little things hit me like they like never seeing cell phones. But on this, they talked about football when you that quote you said, Julie, where they said they only play on Sundays and Mondays, and now I think they play on like Thursday nights and Saturdays, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Sometimes I think there's Fridays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Saturday. So it was just little things like that. I'm gonna. I, I just noticed little things like that really separated this as a as a time of a bygone era. It made me realize why this is on Nick at Night. <laughs> which makes me really sad because when I was a kid Nick and Knight was like I dream of Jeannie and yeah. I love Lucy Yeah, there's definitely a clear line of delineation between the late 90s early 2000s and everything that came before absolutely like what, like we were talking about with Home Alone 2 uh, that was a product of its time <laughs> how if that had happened today they'd have a really hard time building that story because Kevin would just text his mom hey uh, I'm in New York where are you guys I, yeah, I she actually just geolocate him <laughs> She'd be like, right, right. I meant to bring this up during the episode. I'll drop it here. Uh, Catherine O'Hara ran into Macaulay Culkin like last year. She was telling this story on a talk show last year. She said she hadn't seen him for years, but she ran into him at an art show. And he, she said he came up to her and was like, Mommy. And she was like, My boy. And gave him a hug. <laughs> really oh my gosh. And she, and she's. She said her husband like never freaks out at these celebrity events, like meeting celebrities or anything. But when he saw Macaulay Culkin, he was like, "Wait, you two have to get together. Let me get a picture in your cell phone." Oh, that, that's funny. That's really yeah. funny. Well, any other quotes from this episode? I'm good. I'm good too. Let's rank it. I'm gonna give it eight point five. I'm gonna give it a six point seven five. I'm giving it a five. So that gives us an average of 6.75. Currently our top one. Mm. That's not going to (laughs) last. Nope. (laughs) I think now when we hit the next one is when everyone that we watch, I'm like, oh, this one's my favorite. No, no, this one's my favorite. Each and every one of them. This is where I'm going to have a hard time ranking these guys. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So let's jump on to season four. This is episode eight. Uh, the one with Ch- with Chandler in a box. <laughs> we have guest stars of Paget Brewster, who is uh, plays Kathy. I love and I, Kathy, and I know mm-hmm. knew her. I really liked her on uh, Criminal Minds. Did you guys watch that show? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Richard's quoting this here. This is not me reading this quote. Richard's <laughs> cu- Richard's cute son. I didn't catch his name. <laughs> is Michael Vartan. Oh, I, I'm, I'm really sad you said that. I was going to totally blame Anthony for the Richard <laughs> son title. Wait, but his son is Richard. Remember, she freaks yeah. out because she doesn't want to see Richard. 
Burke. Right, and it is Richard. So Michael Vartan, also known for Alias, which I never watched. Um, but my favorite Michael Vartan is Never Been Kissed, which I love. Well, he that was him? Teacher, yes. Which is why I put cute in here. Because- All right. So let's uh, synopsis this one. Chandler tries to earn Joey's forgiveness by laying in a wooden box for six hours. Monica accidentally gets ice in her eye and her doctor turns out to be Richard's son. And it's discovered that Rachel exchanges the gifts she received in the past. So Chandler kissed Joey's girlfriend. And that's... Not the kiss. The kiss led to, like, a thing. Right. And so now... Chandler wants Joey to forgive him. And Joey being Joey and having the emotional range of a child thinks, you know what? Spend some time in this box for six hours. Well, Chandler made the comment that he would stay in the um, in, in their the cab- Yeah, in the cabinet. In the cabinet. And Joey's like, okay, that's a good idea. So we don't see Chandler, even though he plays a prominent role. We don't see him in most of this because he is literally in a shipping crate box. Right. It's just his fingers, which is just so funny. So funny. So Chandler, too, right? Just to want yeah. to be involved somehow. I really like this episode. I did, too. Um, so we do get the food, which I love, right? We get the food experience, which I feel like food is tied to Friends Thanksgivings for mm-hmm. me. It has to be there. Um, it is tied to Thanksgiving in general. It's the biggest food. It is. <laughs> it is. But there's something about Monica's spread that always looked good to me. Like, if Monica cooked my Thanksgiving dinner, I'd be perfectly happy. <laughs> right? But you notice they're doing so many other things. There's no way she could prepare all that food. Oh yeah, I, no, there's no way. <laughs> I, do the, I do the Thanksgiving. My my the Thanksgiving doesn't look that good, and I don't do the things. I don't do the things. I don't. I cook. <laughs> so what do we think about the side story of Rachel exchanging everything she gets? They do Secret Santa, or they do a pick a name, and they get to buy for that person. Nobody wants Rachel because she exchanges everything that's bought for her. Well, but I actually really like this because she is more sentimental than they're giving her credit for and has saved a bunch of stuff that from her and Ross's relationship, for example, that would be meaningless mm-hmm. to other people, but mean a lot to her. Mm-hmm. The thing I, I thought was weird was that Ross was surprised Rachel exchanged gifts. He's right. known her since high school. Right. Yeah. You would know. Yeah. And it was really grossed out when she had some old eggshell. I'm not going to lie. That's just weird. Ah, I was too. Mm-hmm. But I liked the bone that she kept. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to jump in with that quote because I love that Ross. quote so much. When Ross is, he's, he's touched that she kept everything. She, he's like, I don't want, I don't know what to say. I'm sorry. And then he looks down and you can tell he's thinking with himself, should I should I say that? <laughs> He's like, though so you're not supposed to take these. It's like a million years old. We actually had people looking for them. <laughs> I love that. It's like a million years old. <laughs> so as you remember, if, if, if you followed the show, Ross and Majel had their first fornication. <laughs> at a movie, or at a, at a movie theater, at a museum. And where Ross worked, and she apparently stole a million-year-old fossil as a memento. <laughs> but that was in the planetarium. There weren't even any bones around. 
But they woke what? up in one of the exhibits. So oh, that's remember, right. Remember, yeah. The cavemen. That's right. <laughs> but I don't think in those exhibits, I don't think they put real fossils. No, I don't yeah. either. Um, all right. One of my favorite things is, you know, Monica is now dating Richard's son, which is weird. She, she and Richard, as you remember, uh, played by Tom Selleck, were together for a long time and had a pretty serious relationship. Mm-hmm. So Ross calls her out and he's like, hey, Mon, if everything works out between you and Richard's son, you'll be able to tell your your kids that you slept with their grandfather and in response monica just starts calling everybody out she's like fine but you and points to ross married a lesbian points to rachel left a guy sitting at the altar phoebe married a gay ice dancer joey <laughs> threw a girl's wooden leg in a fire and chandler <laughs> lives in a box <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Monica's so great when she's at her most shrill. Yeah. And she yeah. tends to get there on these Thanksgiving episodes because she is stressed. I guess I guess on most episodes. <laughs> she's one <laughs> pretty tech. I, I lo- so Tom, you'd mentioned that you really liked Kathy. I really liked Kathy and Chandler. Their storyline was great. Kathy was awesome. She was like a perfect fit for Chandler. And it was his own neuroses that messed that relationship up. But I love the feels on this one. He's in the box. Joey's told him he's not allowed to talk. Kathy comes to the apartment and basically breaks up with Chandler while he's in the box. And he doesn't respond at all because she doesn't want to be the person that drives a wedge between friends. You know, she's not going to be that person. So she just says her piece and she leaves and Chandler doesn't say anything. And you know that he is torn up because he loves Kathy. And then you can see that Joey, it affects Joey. And I love all the emotions tied up in that. And Joey's like, get out of the box. Go get her. You could still catch her. Go do it. Um, and I like how that was tied up with a bow. They're, they're watching Chandler <laughs> go get her. And they see somebody get mugged and thought it was them. But it thought it was them. Yeah. So Joey goes and gets her phone and calls 911. At the end, they're all watching Chandler get to Kathy. And Joey's just on hold with 911. <laughs> mugging. <laughs> I liked the um, angry Joey Italian. Fafa Napoli, whatever they say whenever he's angry. Fafa <laughs> Napoli. That's it. That's, you say that so much better than I do. Uh, I really liked it when Joey goes into... I, I am Italian. The Italian stallion. <laughs> I like it when Joey goes into the into Central Perk and he says, Hey, Gunther, have you, uh, have you seen Chandler? And he looks at him. He's like, I thought you were Chandler. It shows how little Gunther cares about these people. Except for Rachel. <laughs> I had one thing that annoyed me. Um, I do not imagine Rachel Green fighting the, the Monica Richardson's relationship analogous to a Greek tragedy. That seems really out of character for, for Rachel. Yeah. That sounded like something they should have let Ross say. Yes. Yeah, it does. I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So that was a, that was a, when, when she said that I was pretty, I think I actually made an audible. Ugh. <laughs> so what would you score this one? I'm going to go with an 8.3. I'm going to go with a seven and three quarters. I'm going to go with an eight. Brings it a lot closer now. 8.017. Puts it at number one. But not for long. No. All right. Our next one is season five, episode eight, the one with all the Thanksgivings. <laughs> um, we do have two guest stars in this one. We have Jack and Judy Geller, who are played by the same people for the whole run of the series, Elliot Gould and Christina Pickles. They masterfully play the Gellers. And I will go to say that episodes that have the Gellers in them are always some of my favorite episodes. They're Seconded. perfect. Especially... 
went through the entire episode, they are hating on Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this episode synopsis is the gang remembers and shares with each other their worst Thanksgivings. Um, it is a montage episode, but it's not a true montage episode because it's not, even though it's referencing old Thanksgivings, it's not pulling from old episodes, if that makes sense. It's um, referencing them when they... They're showing us clips from their kids and in high school and college and stuff like that. Right. So it's like flashbacks. As opposed to when we did the Christmas episodes for Friends, they relied at least twice on Mm -hmm. montage episodes where they borrowed from former episodes. We talked about how lazy that was. So this is the way to do it right. What's your favorite flashback in this one? Well, so the flashbacks in this one, let's talk about just what they are first. We've got a Chandler flashback where he finds out the reason why he has the worst Thanksgiving ever, why he hates Thanksgiving when his parents say they're divorcing. This was the first one where they make it out that he's his dad's leaving his mother for their for their male housekeeper, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I love that after he finds out the housekeeper's trying to serve Chandler. <laughs> and I guess that is another guest star, though very, very briefly, Morgan Fairchild plays oh my gosh. Chandler's mom. She continues to throughout the series. We also have a Phoebe flashback from a past life. I think World War One or so. More bandages! More bandages! <laughs> She's treating a patient. Monica is kind of the central sort of flashback character, though. She technically has three. She has a flashback with the turkey on Joey's head. She has... <laughs> A flashback for when she was fat Monica a long time ago. Chandler and Ross were flock of seagulls hair and Jerry curl. Okay, if we want to put them in a clothing era. And then we have a Monica flashback that's a few years later in the past where she's lost all the weight. Chandler and Ross are Miami Vice. And they all kind of tie together. So... Those are our those are our flashbacks. What's your favorite flashback? Mine is the one with uh, Fat Monica. Anything with Fat Not Monica and Nosy Rachel when she has a real nose. I literally Nosy Rachel. <laughs> See, for me, my favorite part of all the flashbacks was the uh, the totally trying way too hard clothing of Ross and Chandler. Mm-hmm. When Chandler has the flock of seagull hair, and then they come in looking all Miami Vice. Oh my gosh. I like the turkey on the head. Joey, who puts the turkey on his head to scare Chandler? That's my favorite flashback. It's always been my favorite. Physical comedy. Y'all know what that's from, right? What's it from? Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean did it first? Yep. Mr. Bean, I remember that. Oh, I always thought Friends did it first. That's fantastic. Mr. Bean was 1992. Awesome. I love Mr. Bean. Mm-hmm. He had a great Christmas episode, too, where he flies him out of the nativity in a helicopter. <laughs> Gosh. That's something we could cover, guys. That would make Disco happy. Because he's always saying cover foreign specials. Okay, it's when Monica's... I love when Monica's thin. <laughs> and Chandler comes in and he's wowed by her. And he won't shut up about it. But Mrs. Geller, always loving Ross more than... <laughs> Monica is like, yes, yes, Monica's dead. It's wonderful. But what we really want to hear about is Ross's new girlfriend. And Ross is like, oh, mom. Okay. Um, her name is Carol. And she's really pretty and smart. And uh, she's on the lacrosse team and the golf team. Can you believe it? She plays for both teams. <laughs> 
I, and that's one thing throughout the whole show I like. Whenever they do a flashback, that's not a real flashback, when it's flashing back to when they're younger, they make it so obvious that Carol was a lesbian the whole time and Ross is just oblivious. <laughs> oblivious. Yep. Absolutely. The Monica as the fat Monica flashback ties to the skinny Monica flashback because when she's chunky, Chandler is awful and says something like he doesn't want to hang out with Ross's fat sister. And so that hurts Monica's feelings, which is the whole reason she loses all of this weight as a get back. So that a few Thanksgivings later when he shows up, she's skinny. And so the whole thing is like payback. So they're connected. And when she's trying to embarrass him equally by seducing him and then stranding him naked out in the front lawn she's terrible at seducing him she accidentally ends up cutting off a portion of his tiny pinky toe and <laughs> the Chandler part, the part with the yeah. tail. <laughs> <laughs> present state Chandler realized it doesn't hadn't realized before then that he lost part of his pinky because it was a whole ploy of of Monica to get back at him. Not the pinky part, but it was all brought about by that. So But she did not want to give she did not want to give Chandler her flower. No. She didn't. <laughs> oh Monica, could you stop saying that? You will never lose it if you keep referring to it as that. <laughs> Oh, one of the quotes I like from the Fat Monica flashback, she walks out of the kitchen after overhearing Chandler say that about her, and she's kind of storming off to her room. She's really upset, and her mom goes, here, Monica, you can finish off these pies. There's no room in the fridge. And Monica goes, no, no, thank you. And Jack just says, well, Judy, you did it. She's finally full. (laughs) Awful. So since when Chandler lost his toe, I loved when... I love when they're the. I just love when they're the hospital. The paramedic literally says, "20-year-old has got severed toe in his right foot," and then they run him into the door and Chandler screams because <laughs> of his toe. And Ross is like, "Can you please not do that, thief? First, you know where his injury is. Severed toe. You just said it." <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, you got a great Ross scream. Ross yeah, you do. <laughs> Thank you. In that same scene, I like how the doctor talks about the knife cutting through Chandler's shoes so easily. And Jack says, well, look at them. They're made of wicker. <laughs> <laughs> My dad always wears wicker shoes. Parachis. <laughs> I really liked it when they were discussing the flashback. And Rachel talks about and she says, uh, Joey got a turkey stuck on his head. And Joey says, hey, it's not how it sounds. And Chandler's like, it's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> so, Julia, between this and the office, I've noticed you have a thing for food getting stuck on people's heads i really do yeah (laughs) dwight's pumpkin and this turkey it's hilarious i must love physical comedy makes me laugh it it is really funny another quote i like is when joey comes out of the bathroom and phoebe's like oh my gosh and he's like i got a turkey stuck on my head i was trying to scare chandler and he's like i've got to get it off monica's gonna freak out and he goes plus it smells really bad in here (laughs) like well yeah you've got a dead animal stuck on your head so i like the flashback where chandler and ross come home when monica's fat and ross is introducing chandler he's like uh everyone this is chandler my roommate and lead singer of our band and fat monica wants to be introduced she's like Ross, oh, this is Monica. And Monica's like, hi, I'm Ross's little sister. And Chandler just looks her up and down and he's like, okay. 
<laughs> and Mrs. Geller's like, I'm so glad you could come, Chandler. We've got plenty of food, so I hope you're hungry. And Ross is like, oh, mom, mom, Chandler hates Thanksgiving and doesn't eat any Thanksgiving food. And she's just like, <laughs> she's just like, oh, well, I'm so glad you brought him here then. <laughs> Walks away. <laughs> really Total deadpan. So I do appreciate at the end of the episode when Monica is trying to cheer Chandler up after the whole toe thing. So present state. I like that she puts the turkey on her head and she walks over and she puts a hat on him and she puts glasses on and she starts dancing and it makes Chandler laugh, which was her goal. And he says, oh, he starts laughing and he tells her he loves her totally offhanded. And she just stops and she's like, what was that? (laughs) With a turkey on her head still, by the way. Love that whole scene. That's like the perfect way, I think, for Chandler to tell Monica that he loves her for the first time. Um, So I've always liked that. Yeah, I did too. So I like when Chandler finds out that's why he lost his toe. And he's like, that's why I lost my toe? Because I called you fat? And Monica's like, I didn't mean to cut it off. It was an accident. Chandler's like, that's why for an entire year people called me Sir Limps a lot. And Monica's like, I'm sorry, it wasn't your whole toe. And Chandler's like, yeah, well, I missed the tip. Best part, it has a nail. And he storms out, and Monica hurries after him to talk to him. And Ross just giggles to himself and leans over to Joe, and he's like, Sir Limps a lot. I came up with that. And Joey's like, you're a dork. <laughs> Let's rank it. Anthony, what do you give it? Nine. Tom? I'm going to give it nine and a quarter. I'm going 9.5. Nine and a quarter it is. Currently our number one. I think it's going to last a little longer than the last one did. So the next one is season six, episode nine. The one where Ross got high. <laughs> Guest stars, Jack and Judy Geller, uh, played by Elliot Gould and Christina Pickles. Except this time they're in present day. The synopsis is Ross is forced to reveal the reason why Jack and Judy don't like Chandler. And Rachel tries to make it a dessert for the gang. Joey and Ross try to get out of Thanksgiving when they're invited to hang out with Janine and her dancer friends. So this is when Joey had Janine, played by Elle McPherson, as his roommate. And she was like a model and had a bunch of model friends. And Ross and Joey were really excited to get invited to a... uh, Thanksgiving, where they'd probably be in their underwear at some point, as they kept talking about. So they really wanted to rush uh, Thanksgiving dinner at Monica's to get out of there. And uh, we find out the Gellers don't like Chandler because they think he was trying to corrupt Ross as a child by getting high in his bedroom, but really it was Ross and Ross blamed Chandler all these years. I just love, 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 love this episode, how the Gellers just completely make Chandler so uncomfortable multiple times. It's just so funny. And Matthew Perry, he I mean, Chandler's uncomfortable a lot throughout the show, but he plays, he's always perfect in that role when he's at his most uncomfortable. Absolutely. They're, they've they've never really shown a, a fondness for Chandler, but it just goes so hard in this one. It cracks me up. <laughs> oh, and this is a famous one with Rachel's pudding. That's the other thing. The she, trifle? The, the trifle, where she makes half a trifle and <laughs> half a shepherd's pie. Because, <laughs> uh, the cookbook pages got stuck together. So... <clears throat> That leads back into Joey and Ross's subplot, too, because they want to get the heck out of there, but they know if they tell Rachel she messed up, she'd have to start from scratch. So they're just trying to get everyone to eat this disgusting trifle so Thanksgiving can end and they could go to the uh, model party. Yeah, and there's no backup dessert. 
it's all Rachel. So they're partially wanting to get through to the, to the hot dancers. And then the other half, they're wanting to not hurt her feelings. And th- uh, this leads to some great physical comedy too, when they're all trying to shove it down their throats and on a happy face. One of my favorite quotes from the entire Friends episode is when Ross is like, it tastes like feet. And Joey says, well, I like it. And Ross says, are you kidding? So he's like, I mean, what's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat? Good. (laughs) (laughs) Such a Joey move. Right? I love it. So one of my favorite quotes in this one is, uh, it's it's Monica and Chandler talking to Jack and Monica's trying to warm them up to Chandler before she tells them they're living together so monica's like you know dad chandler is one of ross's very best friends and chandler's like yeah ross is such a great guy you know i've always felt that how a young man turns out as a reflection on his father and jack is like i always thought that too tell me what does your father do and and chandler's face just falls and he's like He's the headliner of a gay burlesque show and he hurries away. <laughs> I really like the, uh, when it all comes out that there, when, when it all comes, when everything starts to, to crumble and Ross admits that he was the one getting high and Monica and Ross start telling on each other for everything. And Monica's like, and dad, you know that mailman you got fired? He didn't steal your playboys. Ross did. And Ross's like, yeah, well, Hurricane Gloria didn't break the porch swing. Monica did. Ross hasn't worked at the museum for a year. Monica and Chandler are living together. Ross married Rachel in Vegas and got divorced again. And just blurts out, I love Jack Cousteau. And Rachel's like, I wasn't supposed to have beef in the trifle. And Jordan's like, I want to go. <laughs> And then Judy just responds, that's a lot of information to get in 30 seconds. So so Sarah loves this. This is Sarah's favorite scene. Just when Ross and Monica are going back and forth. Every time we watch it, she cracks up and she's like, I could totally see you and your sister just exploding like that at one another in front of your parents. (laughs) Which never happened. It's not the first time nor the last that there are shouting matches of blame between friends characters and they're always the timing is so perfect in them thanks to good writing and great acting they're they're often my favorite parts and phoebe has this bizarre storyline going on where she has a dream about a fireman that's actually jack geller and so she's like turned on by him the whole time and then she takes this bizarre mini nap and like isn't turned on by him anymore and it's just weird real weird standard phoebe weird speaking of phoebe i love how she gets out of using the trifle Yeah. So, Rachel, this is a traditional English trifle? Yes, it is. So, did you make it with beef or eggplant? Beef. Oh, I can't have any. You know I don't eat meat. Oh. (laughs) So, one of my favorite parts is when the Gellers first arrive and Chandler is so eager to please. He's like, Mr. and Mrs. Geller, you look wonderful. It's great to have you here. Let's take off your coats. And he grabs Jack's coat. And he's like, whoa, snowing out there? (laughs) It's like, no, that'd be dangerous. <laughs> He's trying so hard. I also like, like, I like how random Chandler is in this, where he's like, guess who's coming? Monica says, hey, guess who's coming to Thanksgiving? Chandler says, Sydney Poitier? 
Monica just looks. I miss Rachel. <laughs> oh, I love that. Sydney Portier. <laughs> I love when um, Ross and Joey discover the cookbook. The pages are stuck together. Ross is like, oh my, oh my God, the pages are stuck together. And Joey just turns to Chandler and shouts across the room, Chandler. And Chandler just looks at him like. <laughs> He blames it on him, just total random. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, I love that part too. <laughs> I also love when we just end up on these tangents where we just laugh at ourselves. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm out of quote. Me too. Mm. What would you guys give it? I'm going to go 7.5. Nine. I'm going 10. This is my favorite one. Oh, nice. So that's 8.83, which is our new highest one. Wait, didn't we do nine? nine? Oh, no, you're right. 9.25. Sorry. Okay. So the one with all the Thanksgivings is still the highest. highest. Yep. All right. So let's jump on. We are on season seven, the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. Guys, this one was brought back some PTSD for me. I'll share in a minute. Tag is in this, and I don't know if Julia wrote this synopsis or not because it doesn't comment on his looks. I put cute, young, and newly single assistant tag. Oh, I didn't make it to that yet. I was just reading where you just put tag in Eddie Cahill. Um, Yeah. Okay, it'll it'll get we'll get a little Julia out of this. Rachel invites her cute, young, and newly single assistant tag to Thanksgiving dinner, determined not to make things awkward by telling him that she's attracted to him. Ross is stumped by a name the state's game, and the gang is surprised to find that Chandler is terrified of dogs when Phoebe brings home a dog she's babysitting. Not my favorite. Yeah, I, me either. I like this one a lot. Yeah? So tell us your story. Well, first of all, my entire, like growing up, I really wanted a cat. And my dad insisted that he was allergic to cats. And it wasn't until after I graduated high school that we were in some setting. And I'm like, hey, there's a cat here and it's not bothering you. And my allergies are going crazy. He's like, oh, yeah, I just didn't want to deal, I just didn't want to hear, deal with hearing you kids whine about wanting a cat. <laughs> quality parenting right there, guys. Quality parenting. Have you guys I ever wouldn't tra- put myself past it, honestly. <laughs> I really wouldn't. I'm serious. I am um, maybe not specifically with the animal thing, but I feel like we've used some questionable tactics to get around not doing things we don't want to do. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't think of any right now, but I'm pretty sure we have. <laughs> <laughs> I, have- I know what I'm about, son. <laughs> you just hope your kids aren't listening to this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. They'll appreciate it someday when they're a parent and they want to use the same exact tactics to get out of stuff they don't want to have to do. <laughs> so do you think if you were presented with the task of naming every state, you'd be able to do it? What was the time allotment? I can't remember. Six minutes. Six minutes. Could you name all states in six minutes? I got 48. I was going to say we should do this as a Patreon episode and time each other, like compete against not a bad idea. I think that would be really funny. And I got 48, and I was so freaking frustrated. I thought I had 49, but I had a Nevada incident in there. (laughs) Remember when Chandler's like, you have two Nevadas. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And but I am I in that in in that in that regard, I am the Ross personality. I have to get it all. I have I. 
I think it may have been actually after watching the show. I'm like, come on, how hard can that be? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought about it. I think we should do it one night. <laughs> I'll start studying now and just have them all memorized. Embarrass <laughs> myself. Like Pull Joey. A, you could do a joke. <laughs> 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 Don't look at mine. You're missing a lot that I, or there are a lot that you're missing off of. Yeah. So like it is you, indicative of their with, personalities, isn't it? It is. But Joey came up with 56 states. Yeah, so Chandler's like, time's up, Phoebes, how many you got? And Phoebe's like, well, I started naming states, but then I got tired of it. So I started naming different types of celery. So far, I got only one, regular celery. <laughs> Chandler's like, okay, Phoebe's got the leading vegetables. Rachel, and she's like, 48. Not bad. Joey, behold the new champion of Chandler's stupid state game. How many did you get? 56. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes doing- back later when uh, Ross is like, done with time to spare. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's bragging about, I hate to lecture you guys. It's just disgraceful that you can't name all the states. And Chandler's like, uh, Magellan, you got 46 states. And Ross is like, what? That's impossible. And Joey's like, 46? Wow. Who's educated now, Mr. I Forgot 10 States? <laughs> <laughs> and when Ross is going crazy and he's mapped them out on the ground, Joey's like, you want some help? And Ross is like, yeah, because <laughs> he's desperate. And Joey peeks over his shoulder and he's like, Utah, you're just doing whatever you want now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just make up – you can't just make things yeah. up. And I like the, the uh, I liked his. What do you mean New York or New? Uh, what do you mean New England is in a state? They have a football team. <laughs> <laughs> so the state plot line was definitely the highlight of the episode for me. I didn't like the dog stuff going on. Like I found that like. Eh. Yeah, I, also, I was the same way. I was also annoyed by Tag, except for how Ross kept trying to use Tag's misery <laughs> to help find another state. <laughs> Where yeah. did you say you're from again? Colorado. You're no, you're no help. You know how. <laughs> so I hate the tag character. I never liked him. Yeah, he was always annoying. But the birthday, so Rachel's birthday episode where he's at the birthday party always made me laugh because he's so much younger and it magnified that. And that was mm-hmm. when they broke up. That was the one episode I really appreciated him in mm-hmm. was that one. And he's really not in it that much. It's just funny because he's got that scooter and Joey's super ticked because Joey wants to try it and tag is hogging it. <laughs> but this episode, and I'm going to jump in because I don't want to be able to steal it, has one of my favorite friends quotes of all time. Oh, what's that? I know which one it is. Oh, of course you know because I've used it before. <laughs> so they're talking about mm-hmm. the dog. No, they're talking about Tag and, you know, should she tell Tag that she thinks he's cute or not because now he's single. And Joey goes, if he doesn't like you, then this is all just a moo point. And Rachel goes, huh, a moo point? And Joey's like, yeah, it's like a cow's opinion, you know. It just doesn't matter. It's moo. <laughs> and Rachel goes, have I been living with him too long or did that just make sense? <laughs> so, so I love when Ross is getting so frustrated about the game and he's like, how can I not do this? I'm a college professor. I got 1450 on my SATs. And Malcolm's just like 1250. And Ross is like, damn, I forgot you were here. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Rachel's trying to assess what she should do with the tag situation. And she's like, if a guy just broke up with his girlfriend, how long do you think is an appropriate amount of time to wait before you make a move? Phoebe's like, I'd say a month. Monica's really, I'd say three or four. Joey just chimed in half an hour. (laughs) He's eating at the time. He like, doesn't even stop. He's just like shouting his opinion. in. I also liked Chandler's trying to find the dog. 
and Ross is still sweating the game and Joey's sitting at the apartment. So Chandler goes, Joey, while I'm gone, don't let Ross look at any maps of the States or the globe in your apartment. And Joey's like, don't worry. It's not a globe of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) Any other quotes? Favorite scenes? All right. What would you rank it, Tom? Seven. Anthony? Three. I'm going with a four. Which gives it a 4.67, which is our new lowest one. Womp womp. Womp womp. Womp womp. We are at 2001 Season 8, Episode 9's Thanksgiving episode, The One with the Rumor. Quite possibly my favorite guest star. Will is played by Brad Pitt in this episode, and Will was a very good friend of Ross's growing up. It leads us into the synopsis. So Monica invites Will, an old an old school friend of her and Ross's over for Thanksgiving dinner, unaware he isn't too fond of Rachel. So to set the scene a little bit, Rachel is pregnant with Ross's baby. Monica and Chandler are together, married. Phoebe's there, Joey's there. At this point in real life history, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were married. So that adds a special something to the episode because one, they were the first, I think, huge celebrity couple that I remember anyway, that were like probably as visible as they were. So when Brad Pitt, when they open the door and Brad Pitt ends up being Will, the person they've been talking about like screams in the audience the plot line though is kind of i mean, call me mean but i find it a little funnier now that they're not together <laughs> fan club because it was it, a bad breakup <laughs> it adds a little something doesn't it <laughs> It really does. Like I remember watching it when they were still together and thinking how funny it was. But yeah, when you watch it now, knowing they're not still together, they're not together anymore. It's like an added bonus. I feel like they kind of lucked out, honestly. <laughs> like wine, it just gets better with age and circumstances. So, Will and Ross were kind of in the same cast system of popularity when they were in school. Very unpopular, super nerdy. Will was as fat, or if not fatter, they allude to being fatter than Monica. Monica was his skinny friend. He made some joke about Ross being super into dinosaurs, and they knew they were dorks. (laughs) And they decided, because Rachel was popular and mean, you know, kind of a mean, popular girl, that they created a We Hate Rachel Club with three members. Will, Ross, and then an exchange student from Thailand. <laughs> the Kaiko Peck or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Rachel had no idea of this. Um, so Will brings it up when they're at dinner, basically. Uh, he didn't realize Rachel was going to be there. So when he found out Rachel was going to be at the dinner, he starts to go a little crazy. And it brings out <laughs> his eating tendencies. <laughs> and hilarity ensues. Um, I really like this episode. So the the We Hate Rachel Club spread a nasty rumor when they were in school that Rachel was born with girl parts and boy parts, and her parents decided to raise her as a girl, but never did anything about the boy parts. So the rumor is that Rachel Green had a teeny weenie. (laughs) 
and Rachel had no idea, but every other friend that had ties to this, which was Chandler when he was at a separate school, plus Monica, obviously, because she was in the school, had heard the rumor, but one, not known who started it, and two, if it was true or not. <laughs> so <laughs> the way it unravels is so funny. Just like Chandler's quote, everybody at my school heard it. You were the hermaphrodite cheerleader from Long Island? So I liked how <laughs> upset Rachel was about this, especially when she finds out Ross helped spread it. And she's like, I would never do something like that to you. And Monica's like, well, you did start that rumor about Ross making out with Mrs. Altman, our 50-year-old librarian. And Ross is like, how did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> And Chandler's like, I'm sorry. When you were in high school, you made out with your 50-year-old woman? And Russell's like, hey, she didn't look 50. She looked 16. And they find her in the yearbook. And Ross is like, she didn't photograph well. And Chandler says, well, she probably wasn't familiar with the process having spent most of her life sitting for oil paintings. <laughs> so when all this is coming out, Rachel's upset at Monica for not letting her know. And uh, Monica's like, Rachel, everybody in the school heard the rumor. And Rachel said, you knew and you didn't tell me? Well, <laughs> I was afraid it might be true. <laughs> well, I was afraid it might be true. You <laughs> I was afraid it might be true. You'd cry and then show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> We do have a secondary storyline I forgot to mention. Um, at the beginning of the episode, Monica drops that she's not making a turkey for Thanksgiving because Will doesn't eat turkey. Rachel has a pregnancy poultry aversion. Phoebe's a vegetarian. And so she's like, it's not worth the effort. And Joey is dashed. And so they make a deal where she'll make a turkey. He has to eat it all. <laughs> and so his one goal is to eat an entire turkey, which ends up being a 19-pound turkey. Joey's like, you can't have Thanksgiving without a turkey. It's like the 4th of July without apple pie or Fridays and no two pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> so when they're talking about Ross's librarian lover and then he's like so how did this happen did she lure you to an early bird dinner and ross, and ross said i was working late in the library one afternoon it was just the two of us she needed some help with her word jumble and one thing led to another if you must know anita was very gentle and tender may she rest in peace <laughs> and monica was like didn't she walk with a cane and ross was like only when it was damned and then, and then he turns to rachel i can't believe you told people about this everybody knew you know what i'm back in the club <laughs> i really loved it when rachel got her yearbook out it says okay listen to what sean mcmahon said in my yearbook dear rachel you're a very nice person not girl person <laughs> rachel i think you're reading too much into that okay dear rachel you're a very nice person <laughs> sorry about your teeny weeny <laughs> i do like when everybody's getting worked up and will stands up and he's like you know what and phoebe goes will just take off your shirt and tell us <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like how they uh, the uh, the whole like ongoing watching the football people not actually watching thing. Yeah, that was, uh, that was funny. I don't know how many Thanksgiving and and other holidays I've been to in the fall or or events and football's on and nobody's actually watching the football game, but everybody's kind of pretending to. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when Chandler's like, 
yells something about Anderson, and then he he pan, they, like he pans over and tells somebody else. I don't remember who it was, and he's like, "There is no Anderson." <laughs> I like when Will finds out Ross and Rachel. Ross dated Rachel, <laughs> and, and Will is like, "You went out with her. We had a pact." And Ross is like, "I was in high school. It's not like it was binding forever. Then why did it have the word eternity in it?" And Rachel's like. Okay, Monica, did you know about this? And she's like, I swear I didn't. Hey, is that why you guys just go up to your room and lock the door? And they're like, yeah. Monica's like, hmm, a little relieved, I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so back to the Joey turkey scenario. I like how Monica pulls the turkey out and Joey's like, how big is that? And Monica's like, about 19 pounds. And Joey goes, that's like me when I was born. <laughs> Did you guys notice he pulled the chair out multiple times before he sat down? Uh-uh. <laughs> when he goes to eat the turkey, like continuity. he pulls the chair out. That Yeah, continuity issue. <laughs> uh, going back to the pregnant Ross getting Rachel pregnant. I like when Ross says, yeah, I mean, we're having a baby together. And Will's like, hold on. You got her pregnant? And Ross says, yeah. You're getting married? Ross, nope. So you knocked her up, but you're not going to marry her? Dude. And he tries to high five Ross. And Ross just like, no. And Will's like, anybody? And Phoebe jumps up and hugs him. He's <laughs> 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 like, okay. <laughs> I kiss him a hug. So I like when Monica calls him out on their BS, like Ross and Rachel on this stupid fight they're having. And she's like, all right, listen, you're just being silly. Rachel, even with that rumor, you're one of the most popular girls in school. And everyone wanted to be like you. One girl wanted to be like you so much, she stuffed her pants at the Tootsie Roll. And Rachel's like, wow. And Monica's like, and Ross, if it weren't for Rachel's rumor, I mean, no one in high school would even know who you were. She put you on the map as a romancer of the elderly. And Monica's like, hey, Mrs. Altman was the kind of woman you could tell she used to be pretty. And Ross was like, the eyes, they did sparkle. (laughs) (laughs) So Joey does end up eating the turkey, by the way. He does it because that's the Tribbiani's one claim to fame is their ability to eat. I do like when he's done eating it and he sits there and... He mentions the meat sweats. He's like, oh, here come the meat sweats. <laughs> Somebody hands him a, a towel. And then Monica's over there cutting a pie. Joey looks over and he's like, what do you got there? <laughs> She's like, I, do you want some? And he's like, cut me a little sliver. A little more. A little bigger. A little bigger. <laughs> I love when Rachel first arrives and Will is just glaring at her from the opposite side of the room. And he's like, look at her standing with those yams my two greatest enemies ross rachel green and complex carbohydrates (laughs) i have one more and it's when ross and will are talking about how they haven't seen each other since lance davis's graduation party and ross is like it would have been cool if we got in but it was still real fun and will mentioned something about how maybe if we weren't so into dinosaurs and he's like what do you do now and ross just looks at him until some answer because he still works with thoughts. <laughs> I've just found that really funny. All right, so let's oh. rank this. What do you give it? I'm giving this one as my par excellence with a 9.95. Going in 9.3. I'm going 9.5. So this gives it a 9.58. Which is our highest. So our next episode is season nine, episode eight, the one with Rachel's other sister. And it stars Christina Applegate, guest stars Christina Applegate as Amy. And she's a different sister than uh, the one Reese Witherspoon played earlier on. But anyway, the synopsis was Rachel's middle sister shows up at Thanksgiving and causes arguments amongst the gang. I guess a big plot of this one is Chandler and Monica find out that... uh, (laughs) They get Emma if something happens to Ross and Rachel, but if 
<laughs> but if something happens to Monica, then Chandler would not get Emma or get to keep Emma, and <laughs> she would go to the Gellers. <laughs> right. So this does nothing for Chandler's Fear. confidence. There's also the plate sub storyline, which I always enjoyed. That Monica that and Chandler bust out their wedding plates, their special china. And so Monica's obviously very type A about people messing with the plates. And then the other storyline was Joey. So Joey's watching the parade and the days of our lives float comes by and he realizes immediately he's supposed to be on that float and he had totally forgot about it. So Who could forget being in the parade? Joey could. <laughs> So Phoebe's trying to teach him how to lie. And he has oh, an affinity man. for like, using raccoons in his lies for some reason. I'm putting that. I, I was actually thinking about if I was going to be late to our recording tonight to tell you guys that some raccoons broke into my house. <laughs> so I like when uh, Ross and Rachel are getting Emma ready for Thanksgiving to go across the street. And, you know, they're baby talking to her. Rachel's like, oh, Emma, this is your first Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Mommy's boobies? And Ross is like, a lot of people are thankful for those. And <laughs> Rachel just kind of like looks at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the first Thanksgiving with Emma. I'm curious, out of out of Rachel's two sisters, Reese Witherspoon or Christina Applegate, which one is more likable? Reese Witherspoon. I yes. was going to say Christina Applegate. Were you really? Because oh, I thought Reese, Reese Witherspoon was more likable. Because Reese Witherspoon was vindictive and she was just trying to bed Ross just to get back at her sister. I didn't find, I found her like very prissy and annoying and self-obsessed, but she wasn't, I didn't find her vindictive like I found Reese Witherspoon. Oh, I don't know. Christina Applegate seems a lot more abiding to me. Me too. Which I always loved. I mean, I think she's hilarious. I love it when Rachel's sisters are involved. They're very funny. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice look into what Rachel used to be like and no longer is. You know, she's showing her responsibility here. She's so different from her sisters. She could have turned out exactly like them because she was exactly like them when she started off. Well, yeah, and that perfect perfect example of that is she didn't even know Rachel had a baby. And Rachel's like, yep. I had a baby. And her reply is, I decorated dad's office. And Rachel's like, oh, yeah, well unless you push the desk out of your vagina, not the same thing. <laughs> she did know that she had a baby because she thought its name was Emmett and it was a boy. Yeah, she, she continues to get the name wrong. And she yeah. keeps thinking Phoebe is Emma and keeps calling her Emma the whole time. <laughs> Jill, the other sister's Jill. I do like that. So all of the talk with who gets Emma when they die, it always made me laugh that Chandler brings up, well, who gets Joey when I die? (laughs) (laughs) I I did feel kind of bad for Chandler, though. Like when he went through the hypothetical scenario, so I lost my wife, my two best friends, and then the one joy in my life, Emma, is going to be taken away from me, too. I did feel bad for him. I thought that was kind of crappy. Oh, for sure. But that it wouldn't change after Monica died. I mean... Chandler. Oh no, I know. That was just yeah. dumb. But I, I did have a I did have different feels with this than I did before, like those feelings that parents ine- inevitably have about inadequacy that Chandler had. Um, mm-hmm. when I had seen this before, that wasn't really thought on my radar. 
but that was a lot more relatable this time. So I'll jump in with a quote. It's at the, it goes back to the China subplot you really like, Julia. And Sharon's like, hey, here's an idea. Why don't we use our wedding china today? And Monica's like, no, I think we should save our china for something really special. Like if the Queen of England comes over. And Chandler's like, honey, she keeps canceling on us. Take the hint. <laughs> I liked how Monica gave Joey a special plate to eat on. And then told him it was special. Special. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like how they tie the China subplot back into the who gets who when they die via a joke at the end when Chandler accidentally breaks all the China. And Chandler's like, well, what do you know? I'm going to be the one to die first. (laughs) (laughs) It's also funny how Joey keeps calling out other people's lies based on the stuff that Phoebe had mentioned. So like Ross said something and he's like, I lie better than that, right? When they're talking about what, well, who Emma goes to at the end, that part's very funny as well. <laughs> I like in Ross's apartment when Amy's on the phone and she says, can I take this call upstairs? And Ross says, sure, but we don't live there. And Amy looks at Rachel. I thought he was a doctor. Rachel says he has a PhD and she just looks, ew. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Chandler was the responsible parent in the end and got Rachel and Amy to apologize to one another. And they're like, sorry. And then Chandler totally breaks that by whispering, by the way, that fight was extremely arousing. But, <laughs> but anyway, Ross is like really ha- proud of him. He's like, dude, well done. You know what? If I die and Rachel dies and Monica dies, you could totally take care of Emma. And Chandler's like, thanks, man. And Ross is like, so now do I get Joey? And sure, Chandler's like, okay, but you should know he eats five times a day and shoves pennies up his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right let's rank it i'm gonna give it a six i'm gonna go seven one with a five gives it an average of six all right that brings us to our last one all right that is from season 10 episode 8 the one with late thanksgiving joey ross rachel and phoebe convince monica and chandler to host thanksgiving however the four of them end up arriving to dinner an hour late not the biggest fan of this one overall oh i like this one did you notice Chandler Mists uh, gave a bad estimate for how far Muskogee is from Tulsa? Oh my gosh, I didn't catch it. What? How far did he say? He said Muskogee. That's like four hours from Tulsa. I got so excited when I heard Muskogee. I don't remember ever hearing that before. I love how excited Chandler gets because he lived out in Tulsa for a bit, or he was commuting at this point. He's like, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> If I find that relatable to anyone of any age, or if you're like hometown or somewhere near your hometown is on TV, the name dropped, you get excited, right? Oh, yeah, always. Never fails. Well, like me, I got excited when I heard Muskogee on Friends. <laughs> like, holy I'll, crap. I'll admit, I don't get excited when I hear New York because it would be a constant state of excitement, and that's just not, I can't, I can't mean me, 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 me. You don't talk, nobody, nobody got talk. time for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New, so, York is, New York is like an upper respiratory bronchial infection, I agree. It's a good, oh, good, ana- good analogy you made there, Anthony. Oh, uh, well, I'll take it. <laughs> Boys, boys. Um, So, at the very beginning of the episode, uh, Monica and Chandler show up to Central Park and they say, hey, we're not doing Thanksgiving this year because things are absolutely crazy. We're trying to adopt. All this stuff's going on, so we're not doing it. And Phoebe, in her infinite wisdom, is 
manipulative enough to get Monica to host Thanksgiving like the best one yet by putting her in competition with herself. That made me laugh. So that's why we're even in this predicament where they've suckered her into having the best Thanksgiving ever and then they all show up late. And Phoebe and... Rachel are late because they took Emma to a baby pageant. Joey and Ross are late because they went to a New York Rangers game with super awesome seats. And they kind of meet in the hallway simultaneously, 45 minutes late for dinner and get stuck out there while while a stewing Monica and Chandler are inside the apartment waiting. We get screechy Monica with the vein. <laughs> bulging out of her head and then I'm, I like this episode this one makes me laugh I like the idea that a I love I just love throughout the series how competitive Monica is even with herself and that's what got her to host Thanksgiving like her competitive streak is just so funny always but the thing I did like most about this episode was them trapped in the hallway locked out and trying to get back mm-hmm. in and just how they start out doing that via lies <laughs> My favorite favorite quote was like, Ross, when he says, come on, you guys, we're sorry, all right? Our subway broke down. And this is after he warned Joey to take off this foam finger like 10 times. (laughs) And Chandler, through the people, is like, that's a lie. You went to the game. I can see Joey's hand. And Ross rounds on Joey, and he's like, for the love of God, take it off! I like the the immediate horror when Phoebe pitches this idea of putting Emma in a baby pageant that Rachel has until she mentions it's a $1,000 cash prize. And then all of a sudden, Rachel's on board. And I love how they bring that back up when they're in the hallway. And Ross is like, you put her in a baby pageant? And Rachel's like, she won a 1000 bucks, And he's like, is this an annual thing? Or <laughs> And then the storyline where they got mugged on the way home. And so Joey immediately rips... <laughs> rips the shirt. pocket off a Ross shirt. <laughs> just like so without bet- even thinking, he's just like, yep. <laughs> Rip it I off. bet you really liked when he got his head stuck in the door for the physical comedy. I did. I love the physical comedy. I it was love really funny. it. Especially with Joey. Joey has so many of those moments. So one thing we forgot to mention was Monica actually trusted Chandler to make the cranberry sauce, but only the cranberry sauce. (laughs) And she's irate. Everyone's late. She's like, where is everybody? They're 45 minutes late. And Chandler's like, I can't believe they're not here. I slave and I slave for what? They've ruined cranberry day. I like when Chandler's telling them that they're not going to be doing the... uh making Thanksgiving stuff. Ross is like, that doesn't sound like you. That's Monica talking. And Chandler goes, no, no, we made this decision together. Ross says, she's putting words in your mouth. And Joey says, don't put words in people's mouth. You put turkey in people's mouths. (laughs) (laughs) So when they first get back from the game, before, uh, it's it's the first time Ross warns Joey to take off the finger. They're coming up with their cover story about uh, nobody needs to know where we were. You may want to lose a foam finger, though. And Joey's like, oh, no, 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 no. You just want to put it on your hand. (laughs) (laughs) I do like... The end of the episode, um, Joey gets his head stuck in the door. They end up breaking the door to get his head out, and he kind of ruins the feast, and food goes everywhere. And Chandler thinks Monica's going to be super angry, but Monica comes out of the bedroom where she's just taken a phone call and has just found out that they are going to potentially get the chance to adopt a baby. 
So it's the first time you hear that. And the next episode picks up with them actually going to meet birth mom. Um, So that for me was a great way to end the last Thanksgiving episode of Friends. You're finally seeing them grow up and these journeys that they're each on uh, are really ramping up for this final season. So I appreciated that. That gave me the Friends feels, you know, how the reason why we love this group of people. Um, that really helped with that. So I, I really appreciated the way it ended. Yeah, I like that too. All right. No more quotes. I'm out. Let's rank it. I'm going to give it a three. Two. I'm giving it an eight. I like this one. <laughs> so that gives it an average of 4.33, which is our lowest. So just to run down the list real quick, our top Friends Thanksgiving episode is the one with the rumor, which came in at 9.583. Congratulations, Brad Pitt. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have the one with all the Thanksgivings at 9.25. The one where Ross got high at 8.83. The one with Chandler in a box at 8.017. The one with the football at 6.75. The one where underdog gets away at 6.067. The one with Rachel's other sister at six. The one where Chandler doesn't like dogs at 4.67. Yeah, the one with the late things even at 4.33. I feel good about that. That was fun. I did too. That was a good list. I mean, they're all good, even the ones we ranked low. But definitely better than the Christmas ones. Oh, for sure. So as always, we appreciate your support for contributing to our Patreon. And if you would like to further support the show at no extra cost, you could leave us a review on iTunes or Podbean or Facebook, wherever you're finding this podcast. Because every review we receive helps new listeners find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year. And if you leave us a review, by the end of Thanksgiving weekend, you'll be entered in a contest for a chance to win some kind of Christmas gift from the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Um, So you can have a little bit of Christmas in New York if you so desire. Um, So all you have to do, again, is leave us a review wherever you download the show. Awesome. And in the meantime, guys, we hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hey, elves, we are only about a month away from Christmas. I can't believe it. It's going by so fast. Now it needs to slow down. That's right. That's exactly right. It needs to put the brakes on now. None of that fast business we've been pushing all year. I found November to go by really quickly so far. I know. We're almost halfway through. I know. I'm a little little afraid of that. No boy, no. Thanks, guys, for joining us on Patreon. We so appreciate your patronage. we are incredibly thankful for all of our listeners, but we have a special place in our heart for you guys. So we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. No one told you that was gonna be this way. The job's a joke to grow. Your love lasts beyond.